This week on MXPB, Mass Effect, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Mario Kart. Plus, it's Acquisition Week. Guess who bought who? Don't go away. MXPB starts now. Do you dance in your chair to this? Always. Because I do. Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost, where every Thursday morning we are giving you the experience points you need to level up and get through your week. We're your hosts, Tox and Glitch, and you are gaining experience right now, right this very moment. How about you, Glitch? I leveled up. Again. It's like it happens every week. Yeah. How about you? Week in a row. I'm I I'm also leveling up. I feel like I feel like I leveled up a lot this weekend because I finally watched uh, The Matrix Resurrected. I don't know. Did you watch that yet? I have not. No, I actually, uh, I am on the second film. I'm going back and watching. Yeah, going back. Yeah, that's probably smart. Just because it's been a long time. And I know the second and third films, a lot of people kind of push them out of their memories. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the first one, like, I'm surprised how much I forgot about that movie. But Oh, yeah. How was the how was the new film? Would you recommend uh, checking it out? Oh, you got to see it. I mean, there's no way you cannot see it at some point. <laughs> I th- I thought it was okay. I thought it leaned a little bit too heavily on uh like the callbacks to the other films. Like okay, you know, you want to see that, but it was a little in your face, in my opinion, sometimes. And okay, I thought the story was more character driven, uh, perhaps than actiony, which uh you know, is slightly different from at least how I remember the most memorable parts of the matrix. Cause I'm kind of like a action junkie. So I, yeah. I know there was a deep plot and everything in the first three movies, but uh, I'd really just like the gunfights and explosions. Does it kind of seem like maybe they're setting this up for basically like a reboot? That's why we're, we were getting some in-depth character descriptions. Yeah. It could be a reboot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also kind of funny because they are sort of self-aware and they make they make fun of it a little bit, like the you know minor spoiler. You find out in the first like ten or fifteen minutes that uh, the Matrix is a video game in the Matrix, <laughs> and so they talk about the designing the Matrix video game, which is kind of what oh. I wanted to bring it up because it's like, hey, we talk about video games, and then the video yeah. game they talk about like rebooting there's a trilogy of video games and they're rebooting the video games and they're like oh we can't just do a reboot or a remake and it's like you know pretty meta i think (laughs) yeah i'm actually that that excites me more to watch this now so i can't wait to see what they've done with this uh matrix resurrected yeah it's uh it's worth watching that's for sure do we uh do we want to go back in time since we are talking about the matrix and talk about what happened this week in history Right, we've already hopped in our time machine, so let's make it official. All right, this week in history. Uh, so I'll start off us. I'll start off us, us off. Man, those vocal warm ups we did before the episode are not really helping. <laughs> I just got to do more of those tongue twisters. Uh, yeah, so in 2002, on January 23rd for the PlayStation 2, Pa Rappa the Rapper 2 came out. Which, uh, I feel like we talked about this series, I think, briefly when we were talking about some rhythm games and, like, where are they now type stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you play this one at all? 
I did not, unfortunately. Uh, I knew it was around. I thought the art style was pretty cool, but no, I did not. Did you play it? Yeah, I also did play it, but I remember my friends playing it, and uh, I loved. I always loved how it looked, and I loved all the other rhythm games like Dance Dance Revolution and whatnot. Uh, so this one, you basically you're a rapper, and uh, you press buttons on the PlayStation controller in time to uh, the beat of the song, and your character sort of raps lyrics. And it seems kind of fun because the lyrics are a little bit dynamic; they'll change based on how well you're doing or or how well you're not doing. Uh, and then there's additional little mini games. And like you said, the art style is, is pretty cute. You play as a dog and, uh, the, the, the story is, is the storyline is hilarious when I read the synopsis on Wikipedia too. Um, uh, just rattle off a few of the sentences. Cause how can I not pa rapper yeah. having won a lifetime's worth supply of instant noodle products has become nothing short of weary from eating nothing but noodles for every meal every single day. When Parappa complains about being served noodles by his crush, Sunny Funny, he becomes shocked when she calls him a baby, causing him to question his own maturity. <laughs> oh, it goes on. I hate when that but, happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's if that's not the premise for a good game, I don't know what is. Wait, when when Parappa and his friend PJ Berry go to eat at the Beard Burger? What? Yeah, <laughs> there's a beard burger. <laughs> uh, not really a place I'd want to go eat. No, well, yeah, I that's feel the like important part. They learn that <laughs> all the food is in town has turned into noodles, and they have to go okay. fix that. Okay, this needs to be rebooted. Whoever whoever <laughs> was the the developer for this game, please reboot. I know, right? I feel like I feel like you know some like poor develop like literally like you know starving artist developer <laughs> came up with the plot for this like man i'm eating noodles every day kind of how can i work this into the story of one of the games i'm working on that gets my upvote for the week right there yeah is it great <laughs> yeah what uh then uh let's hear on pc in january of uh on january 23rd uh a game that i don't think got any sequels uh <laughs> um sid meyer's sim golf uh i remember i remember when this came out so if you're familiar with sid meyer games like civilizations they're kind of like sim city they're like sim city mixed with uh starcraft slash warcraft um or uh if you remember the the red alert series games yeah um you essentially like build your civilization up you you war with your neighbors and you try to be the winning civilization. So you can start off as like Cleopatra, but what they did with Sim Golf is they attempted to uh, basically emulate what like Roller Coaster Tycoon had done, which was really popular around this this time. Um, but they tried to do it with golf, so they made <laughs> golf courses. Uh, you had to keep your golfers happy. Um, did you play? Yeah, this game. Not- no not not quite as exciting as roller coaster tycoon i i thought it was hilarious when i saw this because a i didn't realize that sid meyers contributed to or you know pretty i don't really know why his name is on all these games does he like (laughs) is it is it just like brand recognition or like what role he played but like because i recognize it from civilization right that that series the other series with his name on it uh and like him being i guess a simulation game type person makes a lot of sense for sim golf 
but I, I never played it. I played, I feel like I played every other Sim, like Sim City variant, though. I played uh, Sim Ant, uh, Sim Farm, Sim City, obviously, various incarnations, uh, but, but not golf. <laughs> yeah, so Sid Myers also did uh, Alpha Centauri, Pirates, Starships, Railroads. He had his own kind of okay. just lineup. Uh, there was a Sid Myers Gettysburg. And then, of course, this um, Sid Meier's Golf no. that uh, we we didn't for whatever reason we didn't see a uh, <laughs> didn't didn't see any other titles. Civilizations, I think, is kind of is kind of the go to. I think yeah, that's the one. That's really the only one that I recognize. And Pirates, Sid Meier's Pirates for the PSP also came out this week, which I thought was kind of cool. It's like a Sid Meier's week. <laughs> I think they did such a good job with Civilizations that I think the Sid Meier's franchise was just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if something uh-huh. else would stick to, but yeah, uh, some fun facts though, real quick about civilization before we move on to, uh, to yeah. fast forwarding in our time machine. Hit me. Uh, the, some of the developers actually, uh, they went to school with this other, uh, what was it? It was like a musician who ended up just working, uh, someplace I can't remember, but anyways, uh, they they contacted this guy. It was a really cool story. I think this is about Civilizations Five. The there's this like song. You know what? Just delete all this. <laughs> and then I found twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't know where I was going with this, but there's a really cool song um, in Civilizations Five, and it's got a cool backstory to how the song came to be. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh great great what happened what happened next (laughs) i don't know in 2011 uh for the playstation 3 on january 18th little big planet 2 came out uh this one obviously is a huge series really popular a playstation exclusive um i've had a lot of fun playing Sackboy, which is the ps5 one of the few ps5 exclusives uh based on this series uh but you know i think we've talked about this a little bit before i've never really um played the original series proper which i think is a little different what about you uh yeah actually so i've, I've played little big planet little big planet 2 and little big planet 3 i've not played Sackboy, um but i do know that Sackboy kind of changes up the uh the formula for how the game is played yeah so if you have not played the first three you don't really need to play them in order or anything um right the right. story's not that complex uh but if you haven't at least played the third one, I would highly, highly recommend it. It might be free in the PlayStation Plus store thing of oh, a bob. Yeah. Probably um, one of them is. Yeah. So I would definitely download it and play it. It's a really great series. Lots of cool little characters. Sackboy is is very endearing to the PlayStation community. And I think he's kind of getting replaced by Ast is the Astro Astro Bot. But that's why I say Astro Boy. Astro Boy, yeah. I think he's kind of getting phased out in favor of Astro Bot. <laughs> um, but hopefully, hopefully, Sackboy makes a big return. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Sackboy's great. And then we're going to talk about this a little bit later. January 17th on the PlayStation 3, Mass Effect 2 came out, which is held as one of the best Mass Effect games to ever, uh, to ever launch, besides the first one. Um, there course. are two other Mass Effect titles as well. But the first one and the second one are held as the the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect is definitely one of those huge series. Another one that I've never really played, but you, you played this one again recently, didn't you? 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's part of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition that um, oh, that I'm playing right now. We'll talk about later. Not okay. All right. I don't want any spoilers for the rest of the mm. show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then in 2012, a few more honorable mentions uh, for the PlayStation 3 on January 17th: Shadow of the Colossus. And there's another game. I picked a bunch of games that I haven't played, but I have like heard a lot about or experienced indirectly i think through my friends this one for me the thing that i the only thing i really know about it is that it is punishingly difficult i recall my roommate playing this game and you know i think you die you have to start from like really far back or like these checkpoints that are sort of scattered and not exactly close to each other and i think it's also very difficult so it's like you kind of have to sequence just the right you know, moves and just the right strategies and do it all back to back to back to back um, or risk having to do it again. Is that, you think I got that? Yeah, that sounds right. That's, yeah. It's a tough game. I, I've only ever played like the first 15 to 20 minutes and this was a, a title that I ended up just, unfortunately I put it down and haven't, haven't really come back to it. It has been remastered recently. Um, so it is out on some newer consoles. Uh, Maybe eventually I'll get back to it. I know it has a, a basically a cult following, so I know it's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, then in 2015, January 20th, Saints Row 4 re-elected the, uh, the leastly popular Saints Row title. Some crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Saints Row 3 is kind of the more popular of the franchise. Saints Row 4 kind of takes it to a weird place. Yeah, uh, They end up essentially destroying the entire planet due to an alien invasion and you end up in some kind of matrix type uh reality so you oh. you play like a hero with special powers and stuff um hmm. and there's this fun. weird grainy yeah but there's this weird like grainy texture to the entire like game you can you can enter a cheat oh. code to turn it off so they gave you the option to do that um but there's some glitching like the like the environment will actually glitch around you which is part of the game it just yeah. isn't visually um, appealing, really. So, so it really is like the Matrix. Then I guess you've got the different the different look and feel and glitches and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think so. This title was actually recently available on Nintendo Switch for like two dollars and thirty cents. So it's worth playing for that much. <laughs> they are trying to reboot the series with the new Saints Row Five. Uh, it hasn't gotten good press so far, but we'll see what happens when it launches. Yeah, that's hilarious. I like I I like it. I'm I'm looking forward to the reboot because uh, it, me too. This is it's the campy Grand Theft Auto. It's yeah. the fun version, like <laughs> it's over the, the fun top. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, it's like over the top. They make fun of it being like you know a, a cops and robbers kind of deal, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that glowing review, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Well, well, I feel like Grand Theft Auto is like you know, I, I you're you're trying to be a hardened criminal and you know do uh, all this stuff. Where like Saints Row is like, yeah, yeah, you're you're a hardened criminal. Ha <laughs> ha. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, and then in 2020, now two years ago, which still can't believe uh dragon ball z came out this week on january 17th for the pc and playstation 4 dragon ball z kakarot this is the 
uh, sort of open world RPG adventure action adventure game um, that the Dragon Ball Z game that I've been waiting for <laughs> since I was a kid watching the Dragon Ball Z animes uh, or anime episodes and whatnot and all that that whole lore like there's plenty of DBZ games Dragon Ball like fighting games um, and even some sort of spin-off style RPGs but um, this one goes really through all of the stages of the stories hits all of the major plot points hits all of the familiar characters from the whole span of Dragon Ball Z and even uh, some Dragon Ball and some GT content as well. So I think it's a lot truer to the anime, which is something that I'm more familiar with. And uh, I I bought this. <laughs> I bought this in 2020. I still haven't played it because I'm bad, but I'm really looking forward to playing it. It's in the backlog. It's so... The backlog. Um, <laughs> Is this one of those titles? I saw that there is a Dragon Ball Z title where essentially you can create your own Dragon Ball Z character and give them different powers and stuff. Is that this title? So I'm not sure all the mechanics. I'm pretty sure that's a different title uh, where you are like kind of going back through time. And I think that's more of a fighter game. I think that might be one of the Xenoverse games, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, in, in this one, I've definitely, the gameplay footage I've seen, uh, you're definitely playing as those iconic characters, you know, Goku, young Gohan, teenage Gohan, uh, Vegeta, uh, all those all those different characters from the mainline anime. I didn't notice in the limited that I've seen, uh, you know, custom characters that are not Cadence. So, okay. So does this it, bring us to? Duh. News. News. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So it's an acquisition. It's acquisition week. It's acquisition week. It totally is. (laughs) All all games are on sale right now. 90% off. (laughs) Right. Even game studios are on sale. (laughs) Right. So uh, the one that I brought was uh, from a few days ago uh, or this past week. Take-Two Interactive acquiring Zynga. So Take-Two Interactive, of course, uh, notable for Grand Theft Auto, GTA Online, GTA 5, etc., NBA 2K, and many other popular games. And Zynga, of course, really notable for their mobile gaming presence. Um, And the two together, I think, make a lot of sense uh, in terms of Activision sort of branching out from console gaming, PC gaming, into uh, the mobile space. And I'm sure part of their strategy is to try and translate some of their titles like GTA, NBA 2K, onto a mobile platform uh, using Zynga's you know, success with uh, creating those mobile games. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if, if you look at when, uh, what was it? Man, I am having the brain the brain issue as well. Um, mm, the brain, yeah, <laughs> the brain. Uh, let me see here. So, Tencent purchased the parent company of uh, LOL, <laughs> uh, League of Legends, <laughs> uh, a little oh, okay. while back, and uh, they they essentially they wanted League of Legends to create a mobile game. Uh, they didn't, and what? Zing or uh, Tencent ended up doing was creating a Chinese specific version of League of Legends, which League was the developers were not happy about that. It did incredibly well in China, 
eventually Tencent took that game down and worked with League of Legends devs to create the uh, the brand new, I think it's called Buster Bust or something like that. The League of Legends mobile. Wild uh, Rift. Wild Rift, I think, is the current season of League of Legends. Is it called okay. Buster Bust? Or is uh, it Wild Rift? I think it's called Wild Rift, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's doing really well, actually. Uh, I actually just played that this morning. So I think this is a really good step for Take-Two to start getting some of those titles like GTA Online, NBA 2K, and I think Borderlands is one of the Take-Two games as well. Borderlands has never had a mobile game, and I oh, think that, that is... fun. Yeah, right? Like, that is a huge um, miss, I think, for, for those large titles like that. Um, and, and an example of other games kind of coming to, to mobile, Rocket League recently did a game called uh, Rocket League Sideswipe, and... Yep. It's a ton of fun. I just downloaded that on mobile and started playing. And uh, it ties in with Rocket League um, on console and PC. And it actually got me so excited. I hated Rocket League. I'm not going to lie. I hated yeah, it. Yeah, I find it very difficult, <laughs> especially it now when people have mastered it so well. Uh, I enjoyed Sideswipe so much. I downloaded it. And I not only downloaded it, I also uh, got the battle pass. And I've been enjoying it ever since. Um, wow. Well. It works. So I think, yeah, it, it really did. So, so take two. I think this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, some industry stats: console and PC gaming um, have actually had a slight dec- percentage decline in revenue over the past year. You know, I feel like 2020 was a huge bump for everyone, and 2021 maybe leveled out a little bit. And of course, you know, those console and PC gaming depend on. Being able to get a console, like a PS5. My friend finally got a PS5 after six and a half months of, of trying. Um, or for your PC, try getting a graphics card. Uh, same same issue, supply chain issue, and even just high demand. Whereas mobile gaming, on the other hand, you know, many of us have really powerful phones. Um, and the phones have been, you know, I guess maybe less impacted by the supply chain. But also, we don't need... Uh, as they're not as demanding the phone games, right? Uh, even though they right. are still very powerful and can do 3D graphics and all that stuff, you're not you're not needing the latest and greatest. So there's a few generations of phones that can handle all these games, and as a result, uh, you know, mobile gaming has actually grown by seven percent. Um, so I think that's that's pretty huge, and the whole mobile gaming industry is uh, 90 billion in revenue. I think that's wow. larger than a console. And PC gaming both. That's actually really impressive. I did not know that that stat. So that's um, yeah. That's why I think a lot of a lot of gaming companies need to start making that uh, that approach. They need to start branching out, kind of like Fortnite has done. Um, you know, Fortnite. You buy your battle pass in Fortnite on your mobile, and it carries right over to your your PC or your console, depending on how you're playing. Have you ever played uh, PUBG? This this was actually a piece of news that I forgot to put in. Oh no, but it became free, right? Is yeah. So yeah. Uh, before Fortnite came out, I played PUBG on mobile. You know, I was I was one of those first battle royale players, and I actually had um, like f- the free battle pass, whatever it was when it first came out, as being uh-huh. like one of those people that helped kind of get it off the ground. And uh, I paid for a couple of the other battle passes going forward. 
none of my cosmetics from PUBG Mobile carry over to PUBG on console or PUBG on PC. That's Can I good. tell you how infuriating that is? Yeah. It, it's the same game. It's the same game, but they have not allowed you to carry your cosmetics over. So uh, a couple months back, I emailed them and said, hey, what's the deal with this? <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, that's that's not how this is going to work, uh, at least for the time being. So I actually I yeah. stopped playing PUBG altogether. It's not yeah. even on my phone. Uh, I deleted it off my console. Done. <laughs> that's, that's not how you that's not how you win uh, or keep your 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 gamers, though. So. Yeah, that's a weird move. I, I don't know yeah. why why they would do that. It seems so silly. Uh, another uh, big acquisition this week. Another one. Hit another me. one. This actually happened uh, this morning, which is uh, Tuesday morning. Microsoft just acquired Activision and Blizzard. We woke up to that. Um, so Activision, back in March of 2021, acquired Bethesda Games. Phil Spencer, the head of Microsoft's gaming division, has stated that uh, Bethesda titles will be Xbox and PC exclusives going forward. So that leads a lot of people right now to believe that titles like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo will potentially also be Microsoft titles going forward. Yeah, that would be... I feel like that would be... I don't understand that that would be exactly in Microsoft's best interest, right? Because, like, as we just, just you know, sort of pointed out, uh, console, PC gaming, uh, you know, one year is not a trend in it by any means, but they depend on getting hardware, right? And if it's really hard to get any one component, um, you can't play the game. All right. And so making it, harder to play your games by limiting it to one platform say xbox or even two xbox and pc i don't understand uh you know you're 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 sort of uh leaving out playstations uh, nintendo mobile i mean mobile is sort of its own thing i don't understand why you wouldn't just cast uh, as a development house as wide a net as possible especially if you're already developing call of duty for playstation and xbox why you would drop PlayStation. I, I don't I don't think that's in anyone's best interest. And you can see PlayStation actually, um, and they're making a big, big scene of this. PlayStation is kind of extending that olive branch right now. Uh, God of War, huge title, just went on PC. Um, oh, yeah. So a PlayStation exclusive is now available for people on PC. I think that is huge. I think that's a step in the right direction direction for the gaming industry as a whole and i really hope that microsoft kind of gets on board with that as well i don't think like i i understand certain console exclusives you know mario is tied to nintendo forever until the afterlife of of gaming as we know it yeah mario and nintendo will always be together and that's okay um Sackboy and playstation you know uh Microsoft and Halo. Those are things that just go together. But I think like some of these bigger titles, I think it's time to start sharing the IP. They're also, I mean, all the ones that you mentioned, uh, they started on those those platforms and were developed either in-house or the IP was developed in-house. And so it's not like you're taking something that's already out there and then just sucking it up and absorbing it into your line of exclusives that that's a little bit different than than what 
might happen here. So we'll see. Hopefully right. that doesn't happen. But or hopefully. very and, interesting. And I would say that this is a deeply disturbing and concerning trend for the gaming community going forward. You know, this purchasing up... Microsoft has, has done this now for two years of buying up kind of these different uh, development companies. And, you know, I really hope we don't see places like Nintendo and um, PlayStation start to, you know, kind of go on the defense and start doing this as well, because I don't think that would be good for, you know, the gaming community. Could you see, like, Nintendo buying Ubisoft and then suddenly Assassin's (laughs) Creed and um, all the other Ubisoft titles becoming exclusive to Nintendo? I don't think people would appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah, I don't think people would appreciate that. Yeah, I don't... don't I feel like, um, you know, the gaming community is very vocal and right. I think they vote with their money a lot. And I feel like this, they go down this route, um, they'll, they'll see the response and, oh, and yeah. hopefully they'll take heed, but you know, nothing's happened so definitively yet. And consolidation is nothing new in the gaming industry either, right? No. Every every studio has three or four names that they go by because it's all been acquisition uh, been acquired over time. So uh, it doesn't necessarily I'm mean the end of the world, but I'm sure we'll hope. have, I'm sure we'll have more on that probably next week. Yeah. A, probably a little update. We here at the MXPB newsroom will be following it closely. That's for sure. <laughs> Does this bring us to our feature presentation? Sure, why not? <laughs> Tux, what are you playing? Yeah, so we were playing so many things uh, last week that uh, we ran out of time to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it some more this week. Uh, do you want to ping pong? Uh, I can go first if you want. Sure, go for it. All right, so I'm just going to stick to probably two here. But the first one is Horizon Zero Dawn. And I know we've talked about this uh, a number of times times already on the podcast so i wanted to bring um just some fun facts something that we definitely haven't talked about before fun facts about horizon zero dawn that you may not know even if you've completed this game through and through what do you think yeah go for it i can't wait i'm really excited actually all right so uh i got this from game rant uh most of these from gamerant.com they had a fun trivia article so here we go the world map in horizon zero dawn was originally almost 50 times bigger than its current uh, size or current state yeah apparently they wanted a really massive world um which you know okay fine you could blow up that map and make it huge um but then i think what happened is you end up with a lot of empty space because if you have that huge map um you know, you want to fill it with interesting content so people aren't just spending all their time wandering around. <laughs> and so I think that they started with the huge map and they noticed those empty spaces and then they consolidated uh, it. And I can definitely, you know, say that when I'm sort of wandering through this world now and I've wandered through about half of it, um, there is an area place where there's like absolutely nothing going on, right? There's always, uh, you know, some horde of machines nearby. Um uh, bandit camps there's always something there uh to do and i appreciate that it feels really alive i will say that yes uh, i would yeah. say that the the open world that they have provided for you in horizon is 
it's not like any other game I've ever played. Even Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which touts, uh, you know, a pretty impressive open world, still does not compare to anything like they've done with uh, with Horizon. Yeah, and the scenery too is just so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I know you really talked is. about uh, God of War and Assassin's Creed having really good uh, scenery too, but uh, man, this is definitely up there. I was, I had my first like wow moment. Um, when I was in, I think the desert area and I had climbed oh. to the top of a plateau and it, the sun was setting and everything was sort of turning orange. Uh, that was really nice. Just trudging through the snow too is like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like it's fun. you can almost feel it through the controller that you're actually walking through snow. It's really cool. Uh, the, yeah. Those effects are great. And I love the little things that Aloy says too, when she's, when it's like <laughs> cold or when it's raining, she's like, ah, it's time to get it's getting wet again or something like that yeah, it's just yeah. like something you would say to yourself if you were like begrudgingly you know trotting through snow uh yeah and so bandit camp speaking of which i guess apparently we're mostly an afterthought and originally Whoa. the game only featured machine enemies huh. uh i can't imagine this game without no. uh, having human enemy and and enemies and enemies <laughs> Human enemies, <laughs> enemies. <laughs> human and enemies as well. I mean, the whole like plot uh, revolves around, uh, at least in the beginning, a lot large portions of the plot revolve around human enemies, and I think it would make the human interactions a lot more shallow if everyone mm-hmm. was just sort of on the same side. And maybe there's only minor differences between tribes, but no like actual wars. I think it adds depth to the to the game for sure. Oh yeah. And it makes sense too. It's like there inevitably would be conflict between humans and yeah. So good call. A lot of these things are like, this almost happened, but it didn't. Uh, another <laughs> one like that, um, which I had here at the last, as the last one, this game at one point, uh, they wanted it to be a co-op game, like a co-op only oh, game. Like you wow. had to play with a, another person. <laughs> and, uh, hmm. That also feel like would change the game entirely. Yeah, I could see that though too with a couple of the missions yeah. that you're on, where you have your um, you have kind of like the uh, the NPC character that's escorting you or or just kind of with you. Yeah, yeah it, I, I feel that. like it would be right. Yeah, definitely. There are some NPCs that help out with different battles and stuff, and I feel like it could be really fun. When I read that, yeah. I was like, oh man, I really want that. I don't want it yeah. for like the main story but i want right. a version of that yeah or like you know if you play borderlands a lot of times the co-op is optional so you can i mean you can solo borderlands but you can also have up to four friends playing so i think if they like that would be really cool if that's something they had done or do in the new game going forward that you know you could play it with another person and it yeah. won't change the story too much or you could just play it solo that would be so cool. And I think it would work really well, especially when you're bringing down like, you know, really large machines or really like high powered machines, you know, setting you attack up traps, it from, set up traps. Lure oh, them yeah. Over there. Yeah. It'd be oh. kind of like Monster Hunter in that sense, which I'm also yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few more cool facts. Uh, this game is the biggest piece of media ever produced in the Netherlands. It costs 47 million euros. And, uh, you know, count movies tv shows any other piece of media video games that come out of the netherlands like relatively small european country uh, hmm. this is the biggest the most expensive for it 47 million euros i didn't know that the uh, developers were based out of the netherlands so that's really cool yeah 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 they're definitely i mean this is like 
it's really interesting. Like I would love to know more about that development studio and where they came from and what their history was, because it seems like, you know, this is my first exposure to them and it's a huge blockbuster hit, you know? So I think that's going to be an upcoming episode. Then we'll talk about some development, small development studios that hit it big. That hit it big. That sounds nice. (laughs) Okay, this one's for you. There's a reference to Jazz Jackrabbit in the yes. game. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, you go around and you collect these metal flowers. Like, there's all kinds of different, like, uh, artifacts from the, quote, old world to collect. Um, and one of them are these metal flowers. And if you go there, and of course, there's also, you know, natural uh, fauna around there, like deer, uh, boar, uh, and rabbits. And so, near one of the metal flowers, there are two rabbits and you know you can scan everything you scan the metal flower you can scan the rabbits and when you scan them their names show up as jazz and jack that is fun did you ever play jazz jack rabbit no i never played it i know we talked about this too and then my after we talked about it my friend was like oh yeah jazz jack rabbit i loved that game (laughs) it was so good it was like mega man meets i don't know what but it was awesome yeah, and I think that's an artifact of one of the developers uh, from that series being on this team, which oh, uh, that's so cool. <laughs> probably part of part of the history of this this studio. Uh, yeah, so that that that's what I got. Oh, and one last one: Ayla's character mm-hmm. is actually based on a Dutch actress named Hannah uh, Hoekstra. I know I didn't pronounce oh. that right, but yeah, cool. I, I, I you Google her and you're like. Yeah, that uh, that's Ayla. I mean, she has all different color hair and all these pictures and, and TV mm-hmm. shows, but put on the red hair, like, yeah, that's definitely her. I wonder, did they, do you think they used uh, Hannah for some of the, because uh, I don't know if you watched, did you watch like any of the making of Horizon? Some of the uh, extra content on there is pretty cool. No, not yet, not yet. So essentially like none of the, like the movement, the body movements are actually like, I guess programmed. It's all um, what is it called? Captured. Yeah, yeah, motion capture. Yeah, it's all motion capture, uh, like body movements that they use. So I almost wonder if they used her body for the motion capture as well. Maybe I don't know that part, but definitely mm-hmm. the the look is modeled after her. That's awesome. All right. So what are you playing, Glitch? Uh, let's see here. What am I playing? No. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm actually playing uh, two games. I did take a break from The Witcher for a little while, and I'm playing Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. So Ooh. I've already beaten the... Beaten? Is that a word? I've yes. already completed. I have already beaten completed. a word. <laughs> um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is three Mass Effect titles in, in one, essentially. It's Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I completed the first Mass Effect and the second, and I'm just starting the third. So uh, nice. I've been I've been at home for the last two weeks for reasons unknown. Reasons <laughs> unknown, definitely <laughs> yeah. not related to anything. <laughs> no, definitely not related to anything. Um, and uh, it, the game is so much fun. It's a space odyssey by develop the same developers as Knights of the Old Republic and Dragon Age. Bioware. Um, the story is incredible. It's deep. The reimagining that they've done with the first Mass Effect, with the graphics at 4K capability, the particle physics, the lighting. Uh, I've actually posted some pictures recently on uh, Twitter and uh, and Facebook. 
and that it's it's absolutely beautiful. Nice. And, and does the gameplay hold up? Uh, you know, sometimes you get these remasters, like enhanced graphics and stuff, and there's still some gameplay things that modern games maybe don't fall prey to, but these old games still do. It is insanely good how well everything is held up. I mean, awesome. the the first title is pretty old. I can't remember when it came out, but uh, they did a really good job that so much so that it you know the gameplay still holds up to this day there's there's nothing about it that's like oh man this is this is something from back in the day that i hated yeah um they didn't have to really add too much for uh like what is it called like way of life you know a lot of times with quality the older games yeah, yeah. yeah quality of life improvements they didn't really have to do that because it was already a pretty solid title nice um all the that DLCs was 2007, are in, by the way. I just looked it up. 2007. So <laughs> yeah, for the first game. 15, 15 years old. I don't know math, but yeah. 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 I believe that puts it at 15 years old and still a very solid title. And the graphics are just they did an incredible job with the up upgrade. Nice. Um, you play as uh, Commander Shepard, who is actually named after the first man to go to space. Which nice. I think is pretty cool. <laughs> um so yeah little fun fact there uh amazon is actually currently in talks with bioware to do a tv series um oh, man that sounds awesome and there's uh comic books and a uh actually i started watching it last night there's a uh anime uh tv movie as well oh for mass effect nice yeah there's a there's uh comics the comic i actually just ordered it's uh the complete edition and uh the the anime is actually pretty good nice yeah this this is another game that i've never played but i've only heard really great things about in 2007 i was sort of on a break from games so i missed a lot of those big titles and i feel like the legendary collection or edition would be a great way to sort of discover this game maybe i'll maybe i'll get it when it goes on sale (laughs) It's really sad. It's kind of the premise of the title is so uh, humanity basically discovers uh, this technology that has existed for, you know, millennia. And it's essentially boosted them to the point where they're able to travel throughout the the Milky Way. Um, There's a central hub that you go to known as the Citadel. And you're the first title you're kind of trying to get on the console council with all of these other intergalactic races. Um, so it's, Mm. it's a really cool story. I would love to honestly see, um, a movie uh, on this or at least a TV show. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. It sounds kind of Star Wars-y, Star Trek, uh, kind of Foundation is sort of, I never finished watching Foundation. I got to get back to that. But yeah, it sounds like a really cool, really cool premise. What else are you playing? Tuck? Well, uh, so for me, I'm playing an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and specifically um, my wife and I have been playing a lot of the battle mode which uh, you know it's really fun (laughs) to pick up for just like 15 minutes at a time you know I I know you uh, you the rage monster comes out for you sometimes (laughs) during Mario Kart but if you don't concentrate too much on like trying to win uh, just kind of enjoy what's happening um i find it so entertaining right it's just like 
it's just mayhem, right? All this stuff happens. Some of it you do on purpose and you're like, yeah, I did that. Other times it's completely out of your control and you're just like, man, that's ridiculous. But it was actually kind of hilarious, even though I lost all my balloons. Um, <laughs> and it's I, just been, yeah, really fun. Talks, I'm looking at one of your notes right here, right uh-huh. now. And there's a word that sticks out to me. What word do you think that is that sticks out in these notes? I don't know. What is it? Therapeutic. I don't yeah. know. How can Mario Kart be therapeutic? Uh, well, so, you know, my wife and I uh, suffered a death in our family recently. And, uh, you know, we've been grieving that pretty hard for the past few weeks. And Mario Kart battles are just fun. They're just fun for us, right? Like I said, it's pretty low stakes, right? If you're not too worried about trying to get the highest score or trying to win the round, um, then it's just there's so much uh in each one of these characters uh you know you can tell uh it, even though you know your interactions are limited like in the races i think they're even more limited but in the battle you get to experience a little bit more right you're sort of in a more free to roam area um you're picking targets right the the ai is actually really kind of cute it will like it will like hunt you down and like get revenge <laughs> if you knock one of the ai players out it'll come back around and get you and so you develop these little rivalries with the characters and their reactions after they uh, hit someone or after they get hit. Um, They're just so hilarious. Like some of our favorite characters right now are Boo, uh, who definitely has like a personality. Like he's just like carefree and he's always taunting, right? Always cackling. He's got his tongue hanging out. Just looks (laughs) hilarious. Like when he wins, he's just like the celebration is just so like, yeah, you know, I'm number one. Um, dry bowser is sort of similar except he's like trying to be like all big and tough and when he wins he's kind of like yeah you know he's like raising his arms like come on i'm the best um (laughs) and then roy one of the koopalings he's like all pink and he's got sunglasses and he's all about style and he's just like just loving life and having fun and just it's there's a lot of personality baked into these really limited interactions and i think for that reason it's just a lot of fun and it's been a really great game to play to sort of take our minds off of stuff. And, uh, you know, I think there's a reason why I think it's part of the reason why this game has had such longevity. Like it was originally released on the Wii U in 2014. And I'm talking about playing this game daily in 2022. And of course it was re-released on the switch in 2017. Um, but it's been a long time since we've had, a new Mario Kart game and this one works so well. Now, are there any uh in MK8 are there any exclusive like power-ups to the battle uh portion of the game as opposed to like the racing side? So there's a uh I don't know exactly if there are any different items. There's boomerang. I'm pretty sure you have the boomerang in the racing side, but honestly, I haven't played the racing for so long. I kind of forgot <laughs> what all the items are the battle has different modes which are kind of fun there's like a bombs only mode which is a lot of fun there's like a like a cops and robbers type mode where like uh some people are trying to capture other people and not or not get caught vice versa um there's one where you have to like hold the football like the shine sprite the longest uh, then you steal it from people. So it's a lot of different modes. It's a lot of variation. But the classic is you get five balloons. Um, it's a three-minute match. And you just wander around the open stages and uh, try to take the other player's balloons. And whoever gets the most points wins. Play four rounds of that. And it's just 
super fun, super simple. Of course, you can use whatever cart and whatever player uh, and whatever wheels you want. So there's a lot of customization. Um, yeah. And, you know, if we get a Mario Kart 9, there's a lot of rumors about Mario Kart 9, obviously. But uh, Mario Kart 8 is so close. It's definitely the best Mario Kart. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors saying that, well, with eight years worth of development time, they could <laughs> totally make like an ultimate Mario Kart, like Smash Brothers Ultimate, how you've got characters from all different franchises, you know, even outside of Nintendo. Um, and you've got all the different stages. You've got all the different items. You've just got everything, right? Throw it into an ultimate Mario Kart. Um, I'd say there's been enough time for us to get something like that. And yeah, I would love to see what the next version of Mario Kart looks like. I've heard that rumor too, actually, like Mario Kart Ultimate. And then uh, you would kind of do like the same thing where they would be providing updates to it for a couple years after its release. Yeah. Kind of like they did with with Ultimate. Um, yeah. Smash. Yeah, and they, they kind of have some of that in Mario Kart 8. Like they have the crossover within Nintendo franchises. The, mm-hmm. They did Splatoon. Uh, obviously, they've done Donkey Kong, Animal Crossing, Legend of Zelda. Uh, but they're pretty like you get one stage, right? You get one driver, one cart. Um, I think we could see a lot more if they wanted to give us that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that with Melee, or uh, not Melee, with Smash Brothers, you know, there was so much like hype around in in every gaming community so like you know that i'm a big member of the Fortnite gaming community but in every gaming community people would just get so excited when they were getting ready to announce one of these new characters yeah Uh, i think that was really good for nintendo really good like for for smash and i would love to see that come to mario kart like i knowing that they're not going to do any more updates for smash has really kind of like even though i don't play smash and I don't play Mario Kart, I still miss, like, that hype, that... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I look, it's like, something oh, is, something is, is lost now that, that yeah. we don't have that. Yeah. We need that. So, please, Nintendo, do Mario <laughs> Kart Ultimate, because even I loved, like, waiting to see, like, oh, you know, who is the next character going to be? What franchise are they going to pull from? Will it be one of their own? Will it be Final Fantasy? Will it... Who knows? And it was... I don't know. It was always so much fun. Like, could you imagine racing around in like an Ash Ketchum um, skin? How cool! Like, how cool would that be? Right? That would be kind of awesome. Pikachu definitely needs to make it into Mario Kart as well. Right? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'd, you like ride on the back of a galloping Pikachu. How cool would that be? <laughs> I don't know. If Pikachu is the most rideable Pokemon, but yeah, one of the cards could totally be. Another thing I was thinking too is like I can't help but notice at the beginning of each one, it's like you know you've got the three two one countdown and your yeah. cart is sputtering and there's the exhaust to like just kind of like spewing from your cart i was kind of like you know if one thing hasn't aged in mario kart i think over the last eight years it's probably like the electrification <laughs> of oh, vehicles yeah. of like maybe mario <laughs> kart 9 they should go all electric i don't know just by two cents <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, they they did so many cool things in Mario Kart 8. They introduced like the hovering and, you know, I really wish one thing is totally lacking too. I I get racing is the more popular thing, but there's Mm -hmm. only eight battle stages and Hmm. there are, gosh, I don't even know. I'm counting in my head like four times, maybe 20. uh, Yeah. Like eight or 10. Like there's like over 50 like racing courses 
Um, but there's mm. only eight battle courses. And granted, they're different in nature. You'd have to make them. But the one, the only one that uses the hovering mechanic is the one that they made for Mario Kart 8. Which is like, it's basically the Mario Kart circuit version of the battle stage. And it is so much fun because you are above... Uh, you're on a track, but you're above the other players, but you're upside down. And then there are ramps that can flip you from the upside down version to the right side up. And it's just like, it is a ton of fun. And I feel like there's a lot more to be had, especially in the battle area. Uh, and I think too, especially like with the battle area. So you know that that Mario has actually done a crossover with Rocket League. How cool would it be that one of those battle areas oh, would be I like see. a rocket? Yeah, would be like one of the Rocket League. Um, uh, what are those called? Pitches. Yeah, yeah, sure. That would, you know, battling it out on a Rocket League pitch. That would be so cool. Um, or a battle so, Rocket League battle mode. That might be a little too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that would be that would be really impressive. I think if they could pull that off. I mean, the cars definitely feels like the natural crossover. Get some Rocket League uh, cars into Mario Kart. That would be really cool. Yeah. There's yeah. already Mario cars in Rocket League. Let's go the other way. Yeah. And, you know, I think in this time in the Mario Kart console drought, we've had uh, Mario Kart Circuit, um, which is the mobile version. And mm-hmm. that's actually a lot of fun, too. And that is sort of where all of the content from all of the games has been sort of coalescing. You can sort of play through all these different tracks from all different um eras and all different racers and of course there's a more mobile friendly mechanic so it's it's not the same not the same game but uh yeah do that on the console i think it would be great all right that was a button i didn't mean to hit but it works so thank you for listening to another episode of the morning xp boost we've been your hosts toxin glitch uh, you know, we're on the social medias, which I think we need to post more to our socials. What do you think, Glitch? Y- yeah. 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 But, yeah. We, you know, we have a podcast you may have heard, which you can subscribe to for free and get automatic updates whenever we have new episodes. Usually they come out on Thursday mornings. Well, always they come out on Thursday mornings. And uh, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify is a good place to do that, for example. And uh, yeah, any any parting thoughts, glitch, words of wisdom, something to get, get us through our week and level us all up? Once upon a time, I store a Toyota Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>